Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Lady G and Mr. T podcast. I am Tim Gillette, your co-host with uh, Simple Easy Marketing. And beside me here is uh, Gladys Monroe Boutwell, Insurance by Design in Oregon. I know, and I'm in Dallas, Texas. All right. So Texas and Oregon meet in one place every week to have drinks. It's like our own little happy hour. Nothing wrong with that on a Monday. We are just prepping you for the week and the next weekend so you have time to get these items. Yeah. yeah. Just saying, I, I'm a planner. I'm planning ahead. You you are a planner. Oh, my gosh. Doing this podcast, I have learned how much of a planner you are. <laughs> yeah, I, I plan everything. Even while I'm on vacation, it's like certain things that I want to do while I'm vacation. Uh, it doesn't matter when I do them, but so long as those things get hit, I'm like, yes, got them done, you know? So yeah, I, I do like to plan ahead so that I know what to expect, really. Uh, and if when I get last minute stuff, I twitch a little bit, even if it's road trip today or let's go, it's like twitch, 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 because I like to plan ahead and not just, oh, let's see where we end up. It, it's uh, it's just one of those things that I'm learning to do a little bit more of, the sp- mm. spontaneity. But other things, I like to plan ahead. Uh, And this is one of them because knowing what we're going to be talking about so I can do some research if I don't know enough about a specific uh, brand or product, I love to be able to figure it out ahead of time. So I'm going to reveal a secret here. I'm going to reveal the end of it. All right. One of today's uh, uh, beverages, I have been a fan of since it was created. Oh, wow. I can't wait to tell you how I like I wrote about the owner of this company in my blog in 2011. And we got to figure out. Yep, Stay tuned to find out who it was. (laughs) Okay, okay. Even even I'm intrigued. I want to (laughs) know. So, uh, you know, I mean, we decided to go with beers this week. All right. Because a lot of people are doing, uh, you know, I mean, there's there we have beer drinkers. Let's face it. Uh, Drinks come in all different sizes and even beer has food that goes with it. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's certain things like beer and pizza. If I'm going to have pizza, I want beer. So last Friday, my, I had uh, my brother and my sister-in-law were visiting me from Southern California and they drove up here because uh, my brother doesn't fly. He's got this thing about heights and planes that he just has issues with. So uh, they drove up here, which was really exciting to have them during the week. And on it was Wednesday, actually Wednesday, um, we went up to my boyfriend's place and it, they were tired at this point. And then I said, how about we just get pizza? And they were like, yes, pizza sounds good. So we got this gorgeous, large pizza with all these toppings, added a few extra things. And I'm like, well, I want beer. And my brother's all, I want beer too. So we had to have beer with that pizza. And hence why today we're doing beers. So that way it's not just about a fancy schmancy dinner or sitting, you know, with a cigar and a scotch. It's just about, Hey, watching a game or hanging out or having a lazy day, lazy Sunday. What can we eat and what can we pair it with? Okay. So pizzas for beer, pizzas, your go-to, right? That's, I gotta have it every time, right? Uh Yes. Mine's tacos. Like yeah. we these tacos, all right, and like everybody else is getting their margaritas, and I was like, no, I, I get taco, and believe it or not, all right, there it's not one we're tasting today, but there, all right, it's Corona. I love Corona beer. Oh, all right, great with lime, all right, with my with with tacos. To me, that is the greatest pair with tacos. It's Corona <laughs> beer. 
Yes. Um, you see, I would get do the a... virus from the beer. <laughs> you just had to throw that in there, didn't you? I, 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 I'm just saying, I tried. I didn't get it. So I... <laughs> okay. Okay. I love to be able to get Modelo on tap. That is oh. like, yeah. Gwen loves the Modelo too. And I, I almost thought about putting the Modelo in as one of our beers this week. All right. But I, I but instead I went with stuff that was kind of a little bit out there. I, one of them, it, it, I, I noticed our first one here that I kind of see this everywhere. All right. And that's the Sierra, Sierra Nevada pale ale. And like every place there's like a, like in our grocery stores down here, they have a custom pick. Every oh. custom pick store has Sierra into it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And they're actually, they're one of the newer breweries. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they were actually, they're the seventh largest brewery as of 2016 or in 2016. They were one of the largest uh, or seventh largest in the U.S. Uh, and third largest privately owned, which is, wow. <laughs> you don't get uh, too many uh, um, breweries that are this large that are privately owned. I just realized what I forgot today, today before we went is I, I forgot a glass to pour my beer into. <laughs> Good thing I brought some so that everybody can see the color. You can just drink right out of the I bottle. Can, I can improvise on that, though. I've got a little improvisation plan here into that that I could fix real quick. Okay. Your pen holder? No, 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 no. All right. Uh, I'm just going to do it while you crack open the first beer. Watch what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. Okay. So first one is Pale Ale from Sierra Nevada. Uh, this, I actually got to go to the brewery and restaurant uh, that's in Chico, California. And one of the things that I was told is that it's a rite of passage to have a, a, a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale when you turn 21. That's kind of the thing to do in Chico. And for those that don't know, there's Chico State. Uh, which is a, it's a party school from what I've heard. Uh, I've never been, I went during a time when the school wasn't open. Uh, so I got to, uh, but I got to go to the campus and check it out. Uh, and one of the things that they do is that they get a six pack of Sierra Nevada. They put it on the tube so that it's nice and cold. And then they just go down the river. So that is one of the things that people do in Chico is go tubing. Uh, and the water is cold enough to keep your beer cold um so it's a we we do that down here in texas but we put a lot of ice in the cooler that, that, that ah got it <laughs> well one of the things that i did notice while i was at the brewery is that they use a lot of solar energy so they've they've they're about being um socially responsible and the north carolina because they opened up a brewery in north carolina those are the only two breweries that they have uh, it, and it, it was L, uh, it's a lead L E E D S, uh, which I don't remember what it stands for, but it's essentially, it's being very, um, conscientious and not utilizing uh, that much energy. And they got, you know, they're the only brewery in the U S that has this certification. So that's pretty cool. Um, electric, uh, charging station now for, for vehicles. So there are a lot of things that they re reduce, reuse and recycle, which is kind of cool. Uh, so they're they're very socially responsible. Uh, I'm glad we have that in our, our notes. <laughs> I didn't know that about them. I really yeah. didn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, they started in 1979 with an investment of $3,000. That's one thing with uh, this one and Boston Lager uh, that 
and we talked about it, I think, uh, a week ago, uh, yeah, last week, where some of these uh, distilleries and breweries, they have a hard time getting funding. So they're having to put on credit cards or savings or friends and family and putting it together in order to get started. So this is awesome that with $3,000, you know, they started making a little bit of a uh, uh, of a homebrew, if you will. Uh, and so it wasn't until the late 1980s that the release of the pale ale uh, came into play. Um, and that was in 1981 uh, mm. because they want, they all they had the standard was the British style, but they wanted to change it up a little bit. So they used Cascade um, hops, uh, which is specific variety. They even played with the yeast. So until they came up with this beautiful color, it is. It's a really, I mean, I was noticing this. It's a really good, you know, it's almost the color of that, um, almost the color of the the bourbon we had two weeks ago. Yeah, that beautiful caramel color. I mean, just gorgeous. Um, oh, my God. And it, now, it's, I'm not going to smell, I'm not a smeller of beers, but yeah, I'm still pulling good, uh, you know what I mean? I'm pulling the hops out of it real easy. Yeah, there. Th that was the one thing with this one is that boom, you know, the hops are there. And when they first started, it was like 90% of people did not like it, mm -hmm. but the 10% they did that did love it, they continue to have this. I mean, they absolutely love this beer. Um, like I said, if you're in Chico, it's a rite of passage uh, to have a, a Sierra Nevada pale ale. Well, Lauren, I know we're making you thirsty, but it's five o'clock somewhere. That's why we're doing the show. That's right. Boom. Fine. You know, this one was one that for me was very easy to find. Uh, they do have a variety of different uh, uh, different beers, but this is essentially their flagship and hard to find the others. If you're in California, you can get like five different ones. Uh, and I know that you'll talk about that with another one of yeah. the uh, Texas uh, Shiner, yeah. beers here with Shiner. Uh, but this is the you should be able to go down to your Kroger. I'm thinking this is the one beer that we have today that everybody in America, probably some people I know Lauren's watching from overseas, could probably get some of this, could get this over, you know what I mean, overseas as well. This right. is going to be our, believe it or not, this is going to be our most popular nationwide, worldwide mm -hmm. beer. The other two yep. are going to be popular depending on location. Right. This is the only one that's going to be popular everywhere. Because, I mean, I remember... In Pennsylvania, when I'm visiting my, my daughter, they have this in the supermarket. Yeah, and uh, the other thing that you might smell in there, which I was like, uh, there was this one thing that I'm like, what is that taste? What is that taste? And I really, it's grapefruit. So you should be able to smell the hops and taste the grapefruit. But, but, but like I tasted it with my nachos, and believe it or not, it makes the nachos extra salty. Oh, really? Okay. So my nachos, I, I went a little extra. So this half, I only put cheese on it. The other half, I added all sorts of other goodies. You know, I added some ground beef and uh, some tomatoes and jalapenos at the end. But I'm going to have just the just the, the nacho with the cheese. Mm. Makes it very even. Like everything. Well, I'm going to do, I'm gonna do the, the pretzel with, I just did it with cheese. Same thing. Makes cheese. Extra salty. I'm gonna try something without the cheese. So we have pretzel. We have a little um, White Castle burger and some nuts and yep. nachos. So that's what we're pairing today. All right. So we're going on to the pretzel. Now I tried the the pretzel with it. 
with the cheese. Again, it makes the cheese salty. I think it's the cheese matching up to the brew mm -hmm. that makes it extra, makes the cheese extra salty. But then if you have the pretzel by itself, which I, I've been known to eat pretzels by themselves. Oh yeah, me too. But pretzel by itself actually pairs very well with this without any, I'm going to try it with the mustard here in a minute too and see what it does with that. Mm. I like that. Oh man. It's a pop of flavor with that mustard. I, well, then again, I've got a spicy, um, like a horseradish mustard. Oh, I went with the boring Kroger brand. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. I thought because I have uh, a honey Dijon or a Dijon mustard. I have oh. the, this, the, which is mm -hmm. the, the the pretzel and brat mustard, and then I have the regular. So I was going to oh. bring all three up, but I was like, I'm just going to bring the one up I like. One. Well, I did have this pretzel with a, a beer mustard that yeah. tasted really good. I like that. But I wanted to just go traditional and just do the mustard. And I will tell you, I did not like mustard. For years and years and years, I would cook with mustard, but I didn't like it. I didn't like it on my hot dog. I didn't like it on anything. If there was mustard, I wasn't going to eat it. Uh, and earlier this year, actually, it might have been last year, that I got introduced to the uh, spicy mustard at a Chinese restaurant. And since then, I've been kind of like, okay, I'll do the spicy. And then this year is when I transitioned into the yellow mustard, and I'm okay with it. I can eat it without going. <laughs> yeah. So. No, I've always been a mustard fanatic. But then again, when it comes to pretzels, that's like in Philadelphia where I grew up, that was one of the things you love to get from a street vendor, almost like a hot dog. You know what I mean? You love getting them because they were a great pair with almost anything to snack on. So. And, you know, the number one thing, we have a place down here that was called Flying Saucer. I don't know if you guys have Flying Saucers up there. We don't. Uh, it, well, if we were in, well, see, Texas, you know, Area 51, you got the, uh, what's that other area that's uh, uh, where they have alien um, museum and all that. So it's yeah. kind of to be expected from Texas. Well, no, Flying Saucer is not built on the saucer idea. The idea, the idea, oh. behind, the idea behind it is, um, they. I mean, it's a beer place. Okay. And you have to drink, you have to taste so many different things. And then you get a saucer on the wall with your name on oh. it. And like you got like, they had like silver spots, saucers, gold saucers. Like there's certain levels that you get. And then you're, you're like, you're ingrained on their wall permanently. That is very cool. Yeah. But like like they have on, on, on tap anywhere from like 75 to 100 beers on tap. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, what kind I, of cheese did you use on your nachos? Um, I actually got a Mexican cheese on the nachos, but like mm. the, you know, I put a little bit of the cheese sauce on it, okay. which I wished I wouldn't because that really, it really, that section of it really made it a slimy cheese. Oh, got it. I used uh, extra sharp cheddar cheese, mm -hmm. put it on top, threw it in the microwave uh, to melt that cheese, and uh, it, it might come out pretty good. I like it. I wish I would have put more cheese on it. Um, because I oven did mine for 10 minutes, so. Oh, okay. I, I actually tried to pretend to be a cook today. <laughs> well, there's a whole process. You got to add milk to it. You got to add a little bit of flour. Um, and it's whole milk that you want to use and the cheese so that it melts mm -hmm. beautifully. So it's nice and creamy. And then the flour to make it, give it that uh, thicker texture. Um, mm -hmm. I went just easy way, just shredded cheese, threw it on top of the, of the Juanitas. 
uh, tortilla chips and threw it in the microwave for 20 seconds. And, um, and I think I pulled it out at about 15. So it's, uh, that's the way that I did mine. Well, one, what are we going to go with next? Well, uh, next is going to be the Boston lager. Um, because that's what the next one is. It's in line here. <laughs> Did you know that home brewing was illegal back in 1976? Yep. It was illegal to brew your own. And that's quite interesting. The other interesting uh, fact is that it wasn't until 2013 that Mississippi and Alabama allowed home brewing to not be illegal. Um, they, they just kind of were like, oh, I guess we should do it. So it's interesting to know this, that some of these uh, folks were brewing, home brewing, uh, while it was illegal, but nobody actually um, uh, did anything about it. They weren't enforcing it. <laughs> That's okay. Is that like, you know, next year when we get to my moonshine stories? <laughs> we're going to have to bring that up again and say this was illegal. Back in when I was back in, way back in <laughs> so Boston Lager. Okay, now I know you did a little research. This here, this one here has got a beautiful story to why yeah. this beer is out there. So, Jim Cook, it's pronounced Cook, it is spelled the German way K O C H. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is not named after Jim Cook because when you spell it K O C H, people can do a lot of different things with the name. Um, you know, with Beltwell, I mean, there it's like Bootwell. Uh, it, yeah, sure. Okay. I know who I am. I'll, I'll respond to it. Uh, but when you have a beer that's 12 inches long, you don't want it to be mispronounced. So yeah. when, um, when they were looking at doing a label, uh, they, he actually, Jim actually hired an ad agency, which most of the time, that's what we should be doing. Hiring an ad yeah. agency if we want a good brand. So he sat with, uh, he was kind of at first, uh, I don't know, but they gave, they gave him two bartenders to work with. And he saw, these guys are kind of cool. I can work with them. So he gave them the, what he wanted, uh, he, history and all these things. And so they're like, yeah, we got you. We hear you. Two weeks later, uh, they brought him back together to present what they had come up with. And they're telling him, we listened to you, all this. And then they said, we thought of the one thing, but it wasn't good enough. So we thought of another one. And so this is what they came up with. And in his in his uh, words, he said, you can almost hear the drum roll of the name, which was Sacred Cod. Oh, wow. And he just like, what? <laughs> No. So he says that was the worst idea ever was sacred cod. So uh, so he didn't go with it. He's like, oh, no, that's just not going to work. Uh, so it was just uh, an interesting way that even though he hired somebody and he did keep this ad agency after that. Uh, but that was the way that um, that we know this would have been sacred cod if he had gone with it. I don't know if it would have been as successful with the name such as sacred cod. What do you think? Well, I know name means an awful lot, but here's the reason I've always loved this is the reason he did it is, is he had a passion for beer. Yeah. And I have never, all right, and all, like, as passionate as you and I are about, about our whiskeys and stuff, this guy had that passion for beer. This yep. guy eats, drinks, sleeps beer. 
I think he would have been successful if he named it Jim Jones. Right. That is true. And it was interesting because he was the sixth generation uh, brewmaster. But at first, he didn't want to go into the beer industry. He's like, eh, went to school, became a, you know, got his degree, became a consultant, was doing well. And it was in the 83 or 84 that he said, mm, maybe I should try doing some brewery, uh, brewing himself again, homebrew. Um, and he took the recipe that was his great, great grandfather's recipe. That's where this Sam Adams got started. Um, part of what he wanted was an American beer, not, not European, because most of the breweries and, and influences, just like with the Sierra Nevada, it was European, you know, that British style. And that's what he didn't want. And so he, uh, he wanted the that was one thing he wanted an American name, a truly American name, not that he's uh, um, bothered by his ancestors, but he came back to it. Mm -hmm. And Sam Adams came because during the American Revolution, Sam Adams was also doing things because of what was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, he was very passionate. Um, and Sam Adams uh, was no, not really a brewer, but he actually uh, did... Uh, dab into um making beer malts he was making yeah. malts uh but it, because his family traditionally that's what they had done uh he was not very good in business and he was not very good with finances he went into bankruptcy he was more of a politician and leading people that was where he was very passionate about and that's one of the things that um that jim really appreciated about sam adams so uh he had a bunch of there were six names that what he did so I have my little six pack guy. Mm -hmm. um, he, he had six names. So he put the six beers into the six pack and went around the, uh, the different bars uh, and in the Boston area and said, I need for you to help me do some research, um, you know, have people taste it and see which are the top one or the top name that really grabbed them. And Sam Adams was one and New World was the other. So those were the top two. Um, that so it almost came to New World, but it was chosen. Uh, Sam Adams uh, was what was chosen, and he paid four hundred dollars to get the label created. Uh, so that's kind of the history of this is the flagship. This is what they first came up this with. Is, yeah, this Boston is their original Lager. Boston Lager. Is their yep. original beer? What was it? Nineteen eighty-two or eighty-three? Eighty-four. It came out right. Yeah, it was eighty-four. Yeah, yeah. eighty-four was the original. Uh, and I remember because I lived in the Boston area in 87. Okay. Oh, my gosh. You sh I remember the advertisements. I remember things like, you know what I mean, the authenticity of being building the brand. I mean, like radio ads yeah. were, all right, Jim Cook is such a, a, a devout man. Why would he name his beer after Samuel Adams? And then they went <laughs> into why he named that. I mean, it was like that was a radio commercial. Now, I was 21 years old at the time, but I remember it, you know. Right. Yeah. And back, I mean, in 1981 or 1986 and 87, when I was going to beer, bars at 21 years of age, I was like, okay, what do I drink to get drunk? I wasn't thinking about flavor at that time. Now, right. that I see the step, I mean, and I've seen beers come and go that I have actually loved the taste of, right? Mm -hmm. Samuel Adams, I've got, I've got to say, is the one beer that I have literally watched and traced since my 21st birthday. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, and I lived. So what did you taste it with so far? I, I had it with the pretzel. 
and a bite of my uh, of my uh, little burger here. And no, I, I was told this because I don't usually eat um, microwave stuff. Yeah. Um, but I was told the moment you heat it, you have to eat it. Otherwise, it's not going to taste good. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't hold up very well. Yeah, it doesn't taste good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm eating the edge here to try to get uh, a little bit of the of the taste of the burger because that's another thing. If you have a burger, you know, um, there, you know, you gotta have a little bit of beer. Also, tastes really good with burgers. So I, I, I'm telling you though, I, I just tasted it with with the mustard in there and the Ooh. and the pretzel. I'm gonna try oh. it with the cheese. Again, it makes the cheese very extra salty. Mm. It must be the malt. Mm -hmm. I am going to Google that later to see if malt does that. It brings out the saltiness and things. It could be. And this one, it has a more of a malt forward. The colors are very similar, in my opinion. I don't have the same glass. I only have three of these glasses, so I had to go with my... I have one glass, so I had to drink everything out of the glass and then move yeah. on to the next one. And see, this was my Oktoberfest uh, from Mount Angel. Uh, ran a 10K, came in second in my age group, and then got a beer and a glass. So the, the color is beautiful. Um, so I, I kind of enjoy this one. This is an easy one to drink, even though it's a little bit darker. Some people might think, hmm, I, I think it's... I think those people who like dark beers would like this, as well as those people who like light beers. Right. This one is more hoppy. Your Sierra Nevada is more hoppy, whereas the Boston Lager is because of the malt in there. Uh, it's um, it has a different flavor. It's easier to drink. It really, truly is. And so that's that one. Are you ready for the winter? Yes. All right. So this one. Oh, this is was this was the, the now. Uh, let me get this right before you start. Was this the second one that Samuel Adams came out with? Yes. I thought so. Oh. Yeah. So first was the Boston Lager, and then it was in 1989 that he introduced the first seasonal beer. So the winter ale. It says festive and smooth. This is one that I happened to come across as I was looking for this one, mm -hmm. which I'm like, why can I not find it? So found this one, but I also found the winter. So I was really excited. I have not tried this. Having a a winter beer, those are always fun. They have a slightly different flavor. I think it's almost like a pumpkin spice uh, latte where you can only get it during the fall and winter. It, it just makes it that much more special. Does the inside of your cap say cheers? It does. Both of them do. Cheers. I'll bet you that's a Samuel Adams thing. Probably. Probably. All right. So let's look at the color of the winter ale. Ooh, this one's a little bit darker. It does look a little bit darker. Yeah. We're we're getting closer to the look of that, that bourbon I got downstairs. <laughs> right. Well, it's quite interesting that we have Shiner Bach here because this particular one is also a Bach type style yeah. beer, which is. is more uh malt forward and darker. So when you look at the colors, yeah, this is light and then this is darker. So um let's see. Oh, hmm. I yeah. It hmm. This there's some spices in there. Yeah. 
I'm tasting more more of the wheat than I am the hot. I was, I was thinking orange. Orange is what I'm tasting in there that I went, ooh, kind of orangey, citrusy is what I tasted. Green, but yes, too, spices too. Mm. Mm. But I love that chestnut color. Isn't that gorgeous? I really like that. And it's a, it's a nice, easy, also uh, almost as easy drinking as the Boston Lager. Uh, Boston Lager, definitely a lot easier to drink. But uh, this one's also nice. I like this. So, I, you know, I know they, they, they since have come out with how many different, did you look, did you look up in your research how many different beers Samuel Adams makes now? Oh, I think I probably did. And I don't recall off the top of my head. I'm going to have to look that one up. But um, they, I know th that these are the two most popular ones. Um, I'm sure they have others. I know that they do. Um, and it was hard enough finding these two. So I'm going to have to look to see what, what else can we find. And I think if you're in the East Coast, you probably can find things that you can't find west of the Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, Being there in Boston beer now, I remember, and I, I've seen it down here, but we weren't able to get it this week. You and I talked about it when we said Samuel Adams. Right. They have a cherry wheat. Mm. That's the one. You I thought cannot, the curry. Okay, it, that's it, the one I'm looking for. The East Coast can get it right now, but I'll bet you mm -hmm. us, uh, me in the center and you in the West Coast can't. Right. Mm. I definitely liked it with the nachos. Yes. Very complimentary. I the nachos and the Boston lager, or excuse me, the winter lager is very yummy. So next is gonna be with the pretzel. Mm -hmm. Nachos is my favorite so far with it. Mm-hmm. Pretzel with cheese also matches very well. I was going to say the pretzel is not too shabby. I like the pretzel, um, but I still think that I like the um, the nachos a little bit better. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'm going to try it with the burger thingy. So my nachos had, this last bite of nachos had a, one of the scallions that I had cut up, went in with the cheese. Yeah. That tasted super yummy with the winter ale. It just kind of toned down the, the scallion and just brought out the flavor of the cheese. So this is. Hold on. I can, I can practice that myself here in a minute. Give me a second. I may have to dig a little bit, but I have that combination myself. Mmm. And I will have to try afterwards with the jalapeno, you know, when you have something oh, spicy. I'm going to do it with the jalapeno. And if Tim starts burning, you guys get to witness it live <laughs> on camera. Well, I don't want to ruin my taste buds until I have this one. I'm going to go back and, and try some with the jalapeno. Because I want to see which one tones down the, the jalapeno uh, in the nachos, which are set aside. All right. Did you have the jalapeno there? I had the jalapeno. All right. Gives me the burn. Oh, the jalapeno brings out some spice in that beer. 
Okay, I'm gonna have to go back to it. I I still don't want to ruin it for the for the Shiner box. So I All right. So Sean, Sean just asked, what spices or flavors come out with the seasonal? Sean, we just that's what I just was trying. By the way, by adding, I had the tomato, the onion, and the jalapeno on my nacho, and I'm gonna tell you, it just added like it was like a bouquet of 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 um of spices came alive from that beer after I drank it. And and one of the things that it should also come up with is some uh, cinnamons. Like yeah. um, I get the cinnamon too. Cinnamon. Yeah, cinnamon. Now that the cinnamon and, and like a peppery came out of it after tasting it with uh, with doing that. So I think that's a good combo there. Yeah, nachos are ahead of the game amongst everything else. So now we know nachos and beer, or nachos and Sam Adams. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, nachos and Sam Adams. So. Now I'm going to let you open up the shiner and then I'm going to, while you're opening up the shiner and telling the story, I'm going to tell you guys why I don't have a shiner Bach original today. <laughs> you're going to rat her out on, on, I'm going to rat her out live on camera. So my wife got all of this stuff for me. We planned everything out on Saturday because she was supposed to leave on Sunday to drive to Houston to open a store. Well, Yesterday, she took off, ran to the office, stopped in to pick some stuff up with her car, was going to hop in the car and drive to Houston. She gets to the office and realized that everything that needed to be in Houston is still sitting on a loading dock in Dallas. So she's like, well, I'm not driving down there today. No sense. I'm going to wait and go down tomorrow. I'm going to go home and sleep in my own bed tonight. So she gets home and goes, I'm going to have a beer. The first beer she grabbed, I didn't let her take because I thought we were doing it in a tasting was... Uh, was Guinness that I had. And she's mm. like, I'm like, no, hold off. I'm going to Guinness because it's the only Guinness we have. Yeah. It was the only Guinness I had. And I'm like, just in case, uh, you know, just in case uh, Gladys wants to do that one, I want to have it. So she goes in and grabs and out of, we have a pack of what we have, what's a Shinery Brewery Tour. And she takes the original out of there and drinks it. The only original and drinks it. All right. I have beers down there that I have two and three of. Didn't touch them. But anyway. I want you to taste the original because then I'm going to go into some of the extras that, that Shiner have down here in the South. If you notice, a slightly darker, like the winter mm -hmm. ale. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to pour this one because I'm going to go back to the, the winter ale with the jalapenos. If you notice the head that you get on the winter ale that you don't get on the Shiner mm -hmm. box, and that is by design. So the, the winter ale is slightly lighter than the Shiner. Um, the Shiner has a slightly richer, not by much though. They're, they're pretty spot on. And it could be that the head of the winter ale might make it look a little bit lighter because it is uh, whiter or is white, you know, so it's probably um, bringing down the, the tones on there. Mm -hmm. So Shiner Bach, um, I have had it before, but it took me a moment to find it this weekend. I'm like, oh, I wasn't worried about Sam Adams and Shiner Bach. I can find that. And then this weekend, I'm like, since Thursday, since Friday, actually, I started looking for it. And I'm like, why cannot not find these beers? And I'm looking and Total Wine and More in Vancouver, Washington had it. So there I was driving all the way to uh, to the um, Total Wine and More because it was closer than BevMo. That was another one that carried it. Uh, and that's where I found all of these three. Uh, Sierra Nevada found it at Safeway. Easy peasy. Yeah, Sierra, Sierra Nevada is available at our Kroger here. Easy to uh, find. Actually, the Sam Adams we got at our Kroger. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
so this one is a uh, this is the oldest um name if you will oldest brewery because this one started in 1909 shiner yes. bach 1909 um by the that would be before prohibition ladies and gentlemen yes before prohibition so shiner bach has gone before prohibition during prohibition and after prohibition now during prohibition there are no indicators although you never know if you're brewing um yeah, you may not want to talk about uh, brewing during Prohibition. Ah, it might have happened, but... Uh, I'm sure they, they didn't do that at all. No. I'm pretty sure no one ever would no. do that. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they sold a lot of ice, so that's one of the things that they did during Prohibition. Um, but they are the oldest independent brewery yeah. in Texas and the oldest independent brewery in the U.S. So you got oldest... And the seventh largest here in the U.S. So this is actually really cool that they go back a ways. And the the um, the this this was supposed to be a originally a Lenten beer, only available in certain times of the year. And then slowly but surely, it became one month longer and one month longer. But the name was never changed, even with Cosmos. Um, a German brewmaster purchased the uh, uh, the brewery. Uh, he did not change the name on the label. So, in my opinion, Scheinerbach is a DBA. So, this is not the name of the business, but this is the DBA, the label, uh, what they use for everybody to see and know. It's that Scheinerbach. Um, and the reason Cosmos came in 19. 1913 is when the Scheinerbach was first introduced. Um, Cosmos came into the picture around 1914. And then because they gave them, they dangled the carrot uh, saying, we really need you because there are really no professional brewmasters in our organization. And in order to really get people to love this beer, we need a true brewmaster. So the carrot that they dangled in front of Cosmos was, you have a potential of becoming an owner and he's like ownership i'll take it uh and so in 1915 is actually when he purchased shiner bach uh brewery changed it to uh uh it's i'm probably going to butcher his last name uh spoltz uh brewery in shiner texas and they but he kept the shiner bach name that was important for him uh, but it's been family owned since 1905 and, um, you know, making near beer and ice during Prohibition. They were one of the few breweries that made it through Prohibition. Um, and yeah, in the 70s and 80s, they grew, but it wasn't until it was, uh, oh my goodness, um, 1989, um, Carlos Alvarez. I have a client whose name is Carlos Alvarez. That's why I remember. He acquired the brewery in 1989. And since then, the brewery has taken off. Uh, so I need for you to ex uh, to explain the what you can get that I can't get. Um, yeah. And some of those are going to be those specialty beers or those seasonal beers that every year there's a new release that is usually after that that year it's uh really that it's released it is retired yep. uh, but it's now, they have some that are, now i'm going to start with one some of them now i have a couple of them here that they have that are available like year round that they have a light light blonde all right 
The wee's an easy. Mm. Is that like a like um um a Hefenweizen? Yeah. Okay. All right. Those are two I have. This one here that I'm going to show you is a huge favorite down here. I know you and I have talked about this, and this is something that you said you kind of weren't sure you liked in, in it. But Shiner is very well known for Ruby Redbird. Mm, grapefruit. Grapefruit tasting to it. This is what it looks like. Oh, so wow. So very okay. light in color, you know, compared to everything else we had. This is the beer that, like, you know, there. this is a, a specialty of theirs that a lot of people go for. And you really do get, because they use the ruby red, the ruby grapefruits. Okay. You really are getting a sweet and sour taste and a, and a, and a knot. Not, not really, to tell you the truth, it's not something you would pair mainly with the foods we're pairing with today. But it is a great sit there with your nuts. All right. And I hate to do this, but I'm going to do this one this way because I can. <laughs> there you go. That's what you would do if you're at a bar. That's where this beer is great, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you that. Mm. Um, the first time I ever seen the Ruby Red, Ruby Redbird was uh, a place I used to used to use a lot for my meeting. And they had it, and I tasted it one day. I'm like, oh, man, that's good. And then we searched to find it in the stores, and then we started getting it in the stores. It is something I said. It's just one of their local favorites down here. I've never been never been able to see it getting out of Texas, though. I don't know if it's like okay. Oklahoma. You know what I mean? I don't know how far it reaches. Right. But it's a favorite down here. Well, sometimes that's that's the they do it on purpose. Uh, one of my friends went to uh, Jameson, uh a distillery out in in Ireland, and there was a particular um, whiskey that she brought me back that you can only get at the distillery. So I think with with that ruby red grapefruit one, um, they want to make it special. That only if you're in Texas can you have it, and that makes it extra special. So that I can understand. Mm -hmm. Now, when when you drank that beer, it reminded me of my mama, because my mama would never drink out of a can, aluminum can. It's like, oh, no, put in a glass because she didn't want the aluminum taste. But if it no. was a, a bottle, she would drink it out of the bottle. You know, so. No, no, I get that because that's, that's something my mom and I have in common. I don't want to drink something out like I I very rarely drink soda out of a can. I almost always pour it into a glass and drink it. I am not a person to go to a bar and, you know, what I mean, or go to a party and drink it out of a plastic cup. I don't like it. Mm. Oh. I want to drink. I want to drink my. I want to drink my beer out of a glass. So well, sometimes you're at the beach and you have to have it in plastic. So we have plastics. Okay, so this is one of our pool glasses that I have water in tonight. Oh, see, I I put my my water in my little uh, whiskey of the world with my women who whiskey. The world, yeah. Yeah. So this one's a cute one. I turned it around, but it's my water. Yeah. So hydrate, folks. Hydrate. That's important. You need to hydrate. Well, I kind of do it in between each beer because I want to take wash the taste to get a fresh taste. The next one. So this is another one that I'm going to introduce tonight that, that, that um, is available down here. And it's always here this winter. It's actually called the Holiday Cheer. Shiner Ooh. Holiday Cheer. It's a seasonal okay. brew uh, available every year at the holidays. Brewed with peaches and pecans. Ooh. 
Have you had that one before, or is this a first taste for you? I think I have had this before. Okay. All right. Uh, because we get it every year. All right. Okay. Uh, my wife has actually gone, and I wish I could tell you the smell. How many of you remember the watermelon? Um, what do they call it? Jolly Ranchers. Mm. Just a little hint of like a Jolly Rancher smell. Mm. Yeah. Jolly Ranchers are my, the watermelon are my favorite, followed by the apple. And it does have a rather fruity aftertaste. Okay. Putting the peaches into it. Nice. So, yeah. Um, let's see what I put with. I'm going to try it with the burger. Oh, and to go back to the jalapeno, I went back and I had it with the winter ale. Yeah. And it does give it that boom, next level, poof. You can taste the beer with a little bit of that jalapeno there. Mind you, I did have a good chunk in there. Okay, how'd you like it with uh burger? Mm, okay. It's not <laughs> it's not exploding. You know what I mean? I, I again what I like about this this podcast is we're able to do we're looking for exploding tastes. Yeah. The burger was not an exploding taste. Well, it is a frozen burger and yeah. sorry, Newcastle. I've actually never tried an actual fresh Newcastle mm -hmm. burger, and I normally don't do frozen and um but I wanted to give it a chance. So that could be the other thing is if you're, you know, they say that if you're cooking with wine, use the high-end wine or a good wine with your food because it's only going to make your food taste better. Yes. Um, so, but some of my wines go from drinking to cooking with because I left them open too long. And now it's like, I don't know that I want to drink that, but I'll cook with it. Still mm -hmm. good wine but it's now into the cooking wine. So that could be the same thing with, uh, with the burger. Mm. Mm. The pretzel with the cheese is better than the pretzel with the mustard. Mm. Huh. So with, my that nachos, one, huh? with that holiday cheer one the holiday cheer. Okay. So my nachos, can I, I'm going to explain my nachos for all of you guys. I actually took a pound of hamburger out. Made my own Mexican seasoning to go on to it. Good job. Yeah. So this is what Tim did on Mondays. All right. And this is the, the most cooking Tim's ever done for our podcast was this Monday. <laughs> Seasoned the meat and cooked it all up. And I literally, I, I slow and low, I, I slow and low. I was like medium heat with the hamburgers. Uh -huh. And I was doing the chores around the house and coming back in, checking and chopping, checking and chopping. But I put, I mean, I made a, a, a you know, uh, a, a seasoning mix of my own. I did not just go out and buy a seasoning mix. Good job. So, uh, which used, I used less salt because this had garlic powder and onion powder in it. Mm, and yeah. I did not want to put a lot of salt into it because then, again, imagine this now with the cheese and I'm saying everything's salty. Imagine if I put more salt in a hamburger, how much more it would be. Right. So I didn't. Um, and then I chopped up my jalapeno and I put a little bit of jalapeno in the, in the hamburger. Oh, good job. Ooh, really? No. That I've never done before. I may have to try that. Mm. But then when I went to make the nachos, I realized I didn't have any tomatoes. So I put a can, of my, a can of diced tomatoes out that my wife had in the cabinet. Oh, I don't know. How did that taste? Well, 
I drained him. Okay. So like, I didn't put them in the in the nachos wet. I put them in the washers drained out. Okay. Then rinse them. Just drain them out to get the li liquids out of your can. Right. And then I sprinkle them on there. And I'm I've gotten quite a few good pieces of tomato in these now because of that. All right. And then I put scallions. I didn't have any olives or beans or anything like that to put on. I I really I did a basic nacho really. Okay. And I think we said just, and that was kind of our agreement when we decided to do this week's show was we're going to just create our own recipe. So, and we want to make it to where everybody else you can do this easily. Yeah. And these these pretzels, yeah, you can go to the mall and get the Auntie Anne's, or these are cute size. This is half of it, or what's left of it. Mm -hmm. It's the super pretzel. Yeah. This is the one that's, is that the one I sent the picture to you? The super pretzel? You did. You did. And I actually found it. I was like, they had the Auntie Anne's at the supermarket and then they had the super pretzel, but they had it stuffed. And I said, I don't want it stuffed with marinara. Mm -hmm. And then as I continued looking, all of a sudden there's this one little box way at the back. And I'm like, I actually, I, I am vertically challenged. And so I had to open the, the, uh, the door, take a step onto and then reach all the way to the back and I could barely get it and pulled it back. I'm like, come on, come on. So yes, it was, it was, a, it was a whole process. But the thing is, it's not the first time I've had to step on shelves in order to reach something. And there's been times that people as tall as you will go, would you like me to help you? And I go, yes, please. Because <laughs> at five, one and three fourths, I, uh, you know, round up. So I'm five, two. Mm -hmm. um, I can have those challenges at times, so it happens. Um, yeah, I know, because we kind of discussed what we're going to do. I did get Chex Mix. Um, and I, I, I don't remember. What, I should have brought the bag up to see which one I had. But sometimes a Chex Mix is like a party mix you're going to have at, at a local bar. So kind of yeah. tasting everything with a Chex Mix is really good as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. You just sound like the crunch guy on that pretzel commercial <laughs> on a microphone. I got a very sensitive microphone. I'm having a hard time here deciding which one I like the best. Which one do you like the best? Actually, I want to say the winter lager from Boston, uh, from, from Samuel Adams, because of the fact it made that jalapeno pop. Well... I was thinking about that, but when you look at the Shiner Bach in the bus in the winter yeah. lager, I have less in the Shiner Bach than the winter. Um, but the winter just has this delicious taste. So I think I will put winter lager first and Shiner Bach second, followed by Boston lager. And yes, um, Sierra Nevada. Wait, I, it's been so long since I've tasted. Let me go back. Let me go back and taste the, the, the Sierra Nevada the way I taste beer. Just straight out of the bottle. No, I'm still winter lager. It's got to be my favorite. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's wait a minute. Wait a minute. And I'm judging that over my two, two, my two specialties. Oh. You're only going the regular. I, I've tasted the two specialties and I'm still going. I'm sorry. Winter lager made the food pop. Yeah, it, it has just yeah. easy to drink compared to the Boston Boston lager. Whether you like dark, whether you like light, Boston lager, yeah, it's gonna taste good. But the winter lager just has such an easy um it goes down very easy. 
and it has flavor. For me, a beer has to have flavor. It's not just about drinking a beer. You got to have some flavor. And this one brings yeah. it. Well, again, I mean, it's, it's part of the reason we do the show is to pair it. I'm not doing this just to see, hey, what, what tastes good to drink? No. What am I going to eat it with? All right. Mm -hmm. What am I having it with? You know, it's like last week when we were doing the mixed drinks. I'm going to tell you, I made that 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 um, that maple, um, you know, that maple bourbon, uh, mm. you know, old fashioned for everybody. Thanksgiving Day. Everybody wanted that because I'm like, oh, my God. And it, and it, and it went with dessert. You know what I mean? Oh. It was a great after Thanksgiving. Day. That's the purpose of this show is what does it pair with? I don't want to just drink. I want to have something to to have it with. Yeah, on on Friday, well, I had taken the uh, the si apple cider up to my boyfriend's, and on Friday, I didn't know what I wanted to drink. He warmed up the cider, threw in a cinnamon stick, and put in a little bit of a, of whiskey, and he's all, "Here you go." And I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'm holding it because it's warm and it's comfy, and I'm tasting it, and I'm going, ooh, cinnamon, and I'm drinking away." So. Yeah, okay. that, that's the fun part. He listened. He watched the episode and realized that I did enjoy the apple, the warmed apple cider. What is what is the one thing that happens, gentlemen? Not you, ladies, because you ladies don't do this. <laughs> gentlemen, what is the one thing that happens when you drink too much beer? Uh, you burp. Mm -hmm. you I'm gonna live. tell you, the winter lager burps back real nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, how come it hasn't done that to me? Oh, I didn't chug it. <laughs> it's probably because you didn't taste it the way I decided to. Right out of, you know, I will put it in a glass and let the head subside. This is I quite think, interesting. I think she's being ladylike. <laughs> so this is quite interesting. Um, so the two Boston loggers, mm -hmm. you can still see the head on there. Yes. Shiner oh, Bond. Yeah. No head, Sierra Nevada. No head. Yep. Now uh, you ready for as 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 we're getting close to the end. You ready for which which one of these breweries that literally was a fascination to me? Can you guess? Uh, Shiner Buck. Nope. Really? Ooh. And coming from a guy who lives in Texas, that should shock you. So Boston. Boston Lager. I wrote a blog post of when I did in 2011, I did an entrepreneur blog post, entrepreneurs I want to meet, Jim Cook. Yeah. Because Jim Cook, I mean, you go back through my blog, from, you know, Rocker Life Coach blog. Okay. And you can find that post um, because I did five posts of five entrepreneurs and why I wanted them. And I, Jim Cook was because why? This man had a passion for beer. You've seen him on TV. He was talking about flavors in the beer. You've seen this guy taking anything. Anytime you've seen pictures of him, he's taking the hops. Yeah. And he's got his nose in it. This man loved yes. beer. He has a passion. He definitely has a passion. And it goes, you know, it's in his bloodline, I think, in yeah. part. You know, from great-great-grandfather to these beauties here. Um, and that's one thing that he's very passionate about. All the videos I saw him of him reading about him, he loves what he does. And it was 10 a.m. when he had an interview, uh, and there and he popped open the uh, the Boston Lager, poured it, and uh, his thought was, "It's it's about the taste. It doesn't yeah. matter what time it is. Um, I want you to taste it as we're doing this interview." So, 
and that's I mean, and 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 that is always. Uh, and I've seen interviews up. I like two, three years ago, I seen interviews with with Jim Cook on CNBC. All right, mm-hmm. over some of the seltzers that are coming out. I mean, this right. guy has a passion for brewing, and it shows. I mean, and we're not talking like you know. What I mean, I don't know if you remember, there was a movie that came out in the early 1990s, late 1990s, about a story they built in the early 90s was about this gentleman who like, uh, you know, this gentleman and this lady who were ice, they ended up being ice skating pairs or something okay. like that in the Olympics. It was called Cutting the Cutting Edge. Yes, I saw that movie. And, yes. and one of the things in that movie which shows passion was this, this ice hockey player. They have a picture of him in the newspaper smelling the ice. That's Jim Cook. Jim Cook is smelling the hops, he's smelling the wheat. He's smelling the beer. He's tasting the beer. All right. That's Jim Cook. And that's one of the things why I said he's an entrepreneur. I want to meet. I want to meet him. I want to take his hand. I want to have a beer with the guy because that's the type of guy he's the type of guy who he wants to have. He looks like you want to have a beer with him because he loves beer. Not because, yeah, I just want to hang out and shoot the crap with you at a bar. No, I get the feeling I would enjoy having a beer with this guy in his home. Right. He, when, when he was being interviewed by CNBC, actually, it was a, it was an event, but it was CNBC was, a, a, was, a, I guess, sponsoring it. Yeah. He's sitting there, beer in hand, just kicking back. And he's talking about, and his beer's in hand. I mean, it was just like, he's thoroughly enjoying his yeah. Boston lager, you know, yeah. and just sipping on it and talking and answering questions. Just no big deal. So yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. That makes absolute sense. Yeah. So, I mean, and, it, and, it, and when people love what they do, it shows, all yeah, right? Nobody, nobody gets in the beer business and is still in love with it 35, 40 years later, all right, right if he doesn't love it. That is very true. I, I have a client that's a brewery here in Wilsonville, uh, Vanguard Brewing. Uh, Throwing a plug for them. And the um, one of the uh, brewmasters, he uh, last year quit his uh, daytime job a secure daytime job to continue brewing their beer through COVID and everything they're going through. They still took the leap of faith. Uh, like, you know, these guys did when they, well, he truly did. I mean, he was like, I don't want to do anything with it. And all of a sudden it's like, you know what, maybe I should. And yeah. and took the leap $3,000 to get it all started. You know, $3,000. It's amazing. Uh, when you have passion, you will, Figure it out. You yep. will make it happen no matter yep. what. So it's exactly that. So I mean, anyway, so um, I'm, 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 I'm uh, really in, uh, enjoyed everything we tasted this week. All right. I got to tell you, uh, you know what I mean? When we thought about doing an episode on beers, I was like, I don't, am I gonna really going to be into that? Oh my God. This was good beer. Yes. You know what I mean? We did, this was not like, you know what I mean? Hey, what's, this wasn't, uh, what's the, 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 the light, uh, you know what I mean? The, Famous name brand light. I'm not going to say which one it is. All right. We're not sponsored. We're not sponsored by them. Um, but anyway, this here was an exciting episode and I'm glad I got to taste it with everything. Um, I'm going to throw out my other, my other uh, hamburger thing. I'm not eating that. I don't know about you. I'm not either. I, I mean, I ate like the two little bites. It's sorry, White Castle. Um, but I got most of it left. It's yeah. I'm not going to finish my well. pretzel. I might finish the nachos. I don't know. No, I probably will. (laughs) So winter lager was my first. What was your second? Second. All right. Because of the fact that I really was tasting the flavors, I'm going to go with my flavored beers. 
from yeah. Shiner. Ruby, Ruby and the holiday, the holiday cheer. If you can get holiday cheer, wait, holiday cheer, if you can get it, guys, I would encourage you to go get it and try it. All right. Um, this one here is year-round. And this is more, I would say this would be more of a summer beer than yeah. a winter beer. All right. More of a refreshing summer drink. So, and I, I, I'm sorry, I got to put Sierra Nevada in last place. Yeah. Sorry, Sierra Nevada. Um, or no, yeah. Partially for me, um, I taste way too much of the grapefruit. So if you love grapefruit, besides your Ruby red, Sierra Nevada is going to be your friend. Um, because of that hoppy grapefruity taste to it, which I'm kind of, mm, yeah, but, it, but but the Sierra Nevada, the way they put the grapefruit in doesn't give it the flavor like this Ruby Red does. Right, right. So. It's, it's sometimes it's matching the flavor in the right places. Now, um, some of these beer, some of these beer manufacturers are learning where to put right flavor. For instance, you don't ever have a Corona without a lime. Right. It doesn't taste the same. Doesn't taste the same. All right. Another one that got out there was Blue Moon. Blue it's Moon orange. orange. I hate it when they give me a lemon. I don't want a lemon. I want an orange. Yes. <laughs> I love bartenders. But no, I, wait, I've been to places that serve Blue Moon and don't have oranges. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I, you're missing the point of that beer. Right. And I get some people are like, don't fruit up my beer. I'm sorry. Certain, that's why we do this show. Certain tastes go with certain tastes, ladies and gentlemen. That's just right. a fact. Go with it. True that. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, as we close out here, all right, uh, this is you, right? Yes, that's me, Lady G. <laughs> I'm Tim Gillette, Mr. T. Uh, our shows are sponsored by our companies. My company is Simple Easy Events, as you see rolling down below. And uh, Gladys Insurance by Design. <laughs> um, two things we got, guys, I want you guys to go do, if you would, please. Number one, please go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lady G and Mr. T podcast. All right, is now the official link to get on our Facebook page. We've got that down. Please go like us there. We are also on Instagram and we have a YouTube channel. Now, YouTube is a little bit tricky. All right, we're working on getting a domain name just like Lady G and Mr. T. Podcast. It will be there. But for the time being, I've made this link. All right, using a, a tool I have on my website, timgillette.com slash Lady G, Mr. T, YouTube will take you to our YouTube channel. We need 100 YouTube subscribers. 100. Once we get there, all right, there's certain things we get to do on YouTube. Uh, that You help us get so many people, we can start broadcasting our show directly to YouTube every week. And uh, our audio podcast is up. It will be available in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'll actually share with you guys next week on the audio and where to find it. Look for it right now. Uh, you, If you type in Lady G and Mr. T Podcast on Spotify, you can get it. It's the only place right now, but we'll have it in other locations soon. So you can catch the audio of this and listen along in your car when, when you're not when you're not drinking. Right. And, and I will have to thank Tim for doing all of that because he's the tech person that knows how to do all that. Hence why he has a business that helps individuals and businesses on their blogging and vlogging and knows how to do all that. Me, I'm pretty lame on that. I'm the one that organizes and looks at and researches and does all of that other piece. He's the one that makes this happen truly. So thank you, Tim, for that. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you so much for helping me with the research because I'm just like, yeah, it's a beer. It's <laughs> <laughs> it tastes good. <laughs> it tastes good. No. 
No, I think you guys have learned. I love. I have quite a bit of taste palette on foods and 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 stuff. So, over the last couple of weeks. So we'll be back next Monday night, ladies and gentlemen. All right, six thirty Central Time, and what time is it at Pacific? Four thirty Pacific Time. Five thirty Mountain. Six thirty. Yep. So in, te in, te in Texas, we way past happy hour at the end of it. All right. In Pacific okay. time zone, we're bringing in happy hour. That's right. That's right. In Arizona, whatever time it is in Arizona, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, guys. We will see you guys next week. Have a great week. Bye.